0: Hello to everyone tuning into the highly optimized podcast today. My name is Ryan Sprague and throughout this podcast, I will be showcasing conscious leaders who are living a life beat their own drum, sharing their stories and revealing their valuable information for you listeners on how you can effectively take life into your own control, what steps to take to create your own path, and how to maximize your ability to lead and manifest your dreams in this reality. Over 2000 years ago, Hippocrates stated to... Let medicine be thy food and food be thy medicine. In the modern day world, much of society has forgotten this notion. With chronic disease, obesity, and stress being seen as almost quote-unquote normal these days, it is more apparent than ever that what the world needs now is to re-educate themselves on the importance of high-quality food and the importance of soil health, as more of our soil is now considered dirt than ever with chemical salt nutrients depleting the micronutrients and overall life out of the topsoils across the world at large. Coming onto the show to share his wisdom and insight with us today on these matters and more is someone who when I first met, I immediately clicked with. Him and I share very similar philosophies in the topics list- listed within this episode and more, and we'll be exploring his journey into health and wellness, his tips for making simple changes to your diet that will allow you to see massive changes in your health, his journey into beginning his own coaching business, what helps which helps nature-driven men upgrade their mindset, gut, and muscle with a combination of diet and exercise, all the ins and outs of his inner fit program, ways to become a part of his community, and whatever other topics the divine wills into action throughout our conversation. So without further ado... Please give me a hand in welcoming my man, Christian Van Camp, to the show. What is up, my man? All
1: right, Ryan, we are here. We are in the present moment. I am so excited to dive into all these amazing holistic modalities and thingamajigs.
0: Yeah, dude, I'm super (laughs) pumped, man. You know, uh, like I said in the intro, the first time I came across your profile, I'm like, man, this guy and I share a lot in common. And, uh, you know, I think we chatted like a year ago and then both of us got busy and it fell off and it was perfect because now it's the perfect time to do the podcast, right? So much has changed, I imagine, in your life and my life. And I'm so stoked to dive into your journey with you, man. And, you know, really where I love starting these is kind of saying like, you know, When you look at your life today in this moment, right, I imagine there are pivotal moments in your life where things change, right? Call them cognitive shifts, call them milestones, etc., I'd love if you could bring us through those cognitive shifts, those milestones that allowed you to get into the identity you are today, right? As a coach, as, you know, uh, someone who loves health and exercise and all of these things, you know, what kind of got you there, right? Was there a pain point that got you there? or Did you just become interested in, it uh, at an early age and, you know, continue to foster that, uh, your education on the matters, what went on there?
1: yeah, this is a, a beautiful way to start off because you know it's so multifactorial, so multifaceted as we all are. You know we're fully integrated human beings. we have so many reasons and ways and shifts into our lives that guide us down a certain route. And so for me personally, a lot of it stemmed from outside of me growing up. You know, I didn't really have that many health complications personally in my body and my life. Um, mostly it stemmed from my little sister Nina. she had a heart transplant in March of 2014 crazy like imagine that guys like we're so used to in this modern era getting a whole new organ right especially a heart but you know looking into that that's like straight up changing an engine in a car but as a human being right everything shifts in your entire way of life and so you know in december and uh christmas eve of 2013 she was administered into the hospital christmas eve you know we're trying to celebrate as a family and she had pneumonia and all these things um arise in her health and just kept going downhill she was losing a ton of weight rapidly And as the months progressed, she was just sitting in the hospital bed. And, you know, um, in March, they announced, like, you know, she's going to need a new heart or she's going to pass away. And so, you know, it was extremely troubling on my family where we stayed there like every night. My mom and dad were always staying in the hospital and being side by side with her. And we were hoping that she'd just get up on her feet and be able to walk it off. But really, she just needed a whole new, you know, pounding heart for her to stay alive. And so, We prayed and prayed, and eventually, you know, unfortunately, but fortunately, someone had to pass away on this planet to give her that life. And so I'm a huge proponent of donating life and donating organs because she would not be here today if it weren't for that. You know, eight years ago, it's so wild. So she wouldn't have gone back on her feet if it weren't for proper movement, nutrition, getting back in nature more, right? All the fundamentals of a human life, a homeo sapien a homo sapien, not homeo, but that,
0: that homeo works too. We yeah. Homeo that. works, you know, tomato, tomato.
1: <laughs> we're, we're, we're home. We're, yeah. uh, we're homies. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, she's a huge inspiration to me. And, you know, even today, she still has a lot of gut troubles. She's on heavy amoxicillin and antibiotics just to help out with, um, you know, any kind of infections. But, you know, even, even then the medical industry doesn't really give us a, a legit reason why she's still on those, you know, and, She's born without a spleen there's a, a whole bunch of things her you know her whole life she suffered with basically a two chambered heart so imagine um the ventricle of the heart if you're familiar with the anatomy, you guys can look it up to get familiarized to it um, but basically the ventricle of the heart typically takes a lot of blood flow in and it expels it out to the body and so that was filled up with pretty much all muscle tissue and so it's called hypoplastic left heart syndrome, and under one percent of babies. Um, nationwide have this. And it's very rare. And so she had a very intricate special heart with a ton of tiny holes in it. Her blood flow is weak throughout her whole life. And so, me, you know, I remember going on like different vacations, and my mom would be like, Nina, get out of the water. You know, we're in the pool just playing around. It's like 75 degrees out, nice out. Her lips would turn dark purple, Ryan, like straight up purple. Mm-hmm. Like, imagine that. Blood flow is terribly weak. And so, you know, thank God she got this heart transplant. And so, you know, she's my major inspiration. Um, another one that comes into play that was one of those big foundation pillars that shifted me into health and wellness is I was constipated for five days, five to oh. seven days. I can't remember the exact. It was it was pretty rough. Um, after a weekend with my dad on a Father's Day float trip, we had a lot of beer. We had a lot of beef jerky, you know, some potatoes, a little bit of potatoes here and there, but very little fiber, just a lot of processed foods. And I came back and I was like, dude, I'm not shitting. Day one goes by, day two goes by. I'm like kind of getting worried here. Like, what is going to happen after day three? I start to um, really research a lot of natural healing modalities. So I went into acupuncture. That helped a little bit, just with like kind of get a little movement out. Um, I did hydrotherapy, so I got water pumped in my butt from this woman. It was the most awkward thing ever. As a I've done that, eighteen-year-old, yeah, it's, it's great though. It cleans out the thing, colon, dude. but
0: yeah,
1: <laughs> uh, it's basically like an enema on crack. It's so yeah. crazy.
0: Yeah, it just gets it's wild. all the,
1: the rivets of the colon, but yeah. tried all these things and that, you know, that helped clear out a lot, but I was still having these constipation issues thereafter. And I still wasn't like having the bowel movement. It could have been due through stress. It could have been due through a lot of things as we know that causes constipation. Um, and so eventually got a colonoscopy, you know, that found a couple polyps in my colon, removed those. Um, and so, you know, the thing that influenced me the most is they prescribed me these heavy laxatives and they were just making me feel depressed for a couple of days horrible potty troubles from those. And I just realized I didn't want to mess with that. You know, I was like, okay, I'm more interested in the natural ways. Just like, just intuitively. It was like, so that carried onward. And, you know, I was always into fitness and sports and track and field and soccer. And eventually got into weightlifting right out of high school because I wanted to get some muscle on my skinny butt. And, uh, you know, that happened over some years and it was through trial and error and just experimenting myself. And then I realized, you know, truly, the foundation of our energy, our motivation, our vitality as a human starts in the kitchen. It starts with nutrition. And that's something we're going to go into today is a lot about the foundations of nutrition, fitness, and those fundamentals.
0: Yeah, man. You know, what an amazing story. And, you know, what I heard in there is obviously, you know, very similar to my story. You know, I had constipation issues when I was in my teenage years when I was, you know, drinking Mountain Dew and, you know, (laughs) eating Celeste pizzas, right? And those kind of things. And, uh, you know, it was really through that, that I first became interested And very similar to you, right. When you're constipated, you're willing to look into almost anything to get that figured out. And, you know, especially the story of your sister too, what a beautiful story, you know, and, you know, really allowing like, you know, essentially what I see is in a way, you know, she, she gifted you with something, right. She gifted you with not only her life and her presence, right. Still being here, but also with like the, Hey, life is finite, right? Like let's, Mm. let's make the most of this experience. And, you know, something I, I, I think about a lot, you know, with what I choose to believe around soul evolution and things is that people that come into the, uh, these lives with, you know, challenges like that, they must be an extremely advanced soul, you know, to be able mm. to be at that point where you have to challenge yourself that much to get through life. Right. Like that's, you know, how I've always looked at those things and. You know, it reminds me of something, you know, really powerful that Paul talks about a lot, right? Which is like, when your pain point is high enough, you're willing to do anything to change, right? And it kind of lights that fire under your ass. And, you know, good on you for realizing like, hey, I don't know if I really want to silence this pain and just kind of like, you know, get tube shoved up my butt, right? Like, talk about an (laughs) awkward experience, dude. Like, I'll just (laughs) say real quick, you know, like, the lady doing it, she was such a sweetheart. And of course, this is her like thing. So it's not weird for her at all. But we had a full on conversation while looking at her yeah. eyes, but she's like, looking. yeah, up.
1: it's so like funny, people
0: man. ask me, like, why are you comfortable with plant medicines? Like, have you ever got stuff sucked out of your butt while you're looking yeah, at someone else? Like
1: transcendental right there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: like, you've already faced your pretty much most awkward scenario in life. So from that point on, it was, you know, very empowering. But yeah, man, you know, good on you for for taking that pain point. And being able to make something of it, right? And be like, okay, what am I going to do with this, you know, opportunity really that I was gifted? And, you know, this language that I use around like opportunities and gifting, you know, it's what I found is that it's not easy in the moment to think of it that way, right? Like I give myself my time to be human and just yell, fuck at the sky, right? For a while. Mm -hmm. And then I'll start to think about like, okay, I have it, right? I have this thing presenting itself. You know, what am I going to do with it? And, you know, like you mentioned, really what I feel is the foundation for this process, right? Like where I feel is the foundation and where people get it so messed up, especially in fitness, right? Training way too often and thinking that the way to get big muscles is training six or seven days a week and, you know, doing these really high impact things. But what I found too is, you know, I get much better results when, you know, I'll train strength three, four days a week max. And then the rest of it's yoga, mobility, fun stuff, you know, playing, whatever, And, uh, and then I'm really crushing into the kitchen. And so I'm curious for you, you know, diet and nutrition, those subjects have become so convoluted these days, right? Everyone's stuck in their Mm -hmm. isms. I won't say everyone, but a lot of people are stuck in their isms. Like this is my thing, paleo, this is my thing, vegan, whatever. Right. And, you know, for me personally, I, I, I believe what I imagine you believe, which is we're all individuals, right? So, so what we're going to like is a little different, but there are some standards, if you will, quote unquote, that I believe you know, if someone's looking to get healthy, you know, they can understand and then they can pick foods or different practices with food within those confines. And so for you, like, what are some of the standards you tell people like, okay, regardless of what you're going to eat, follow these standards. What are some of those standards?
1: Very, very awesome. So, you know, these aren't in a priority list, but I'll just start listing out things that come to mind. Um, some big standards are high protein. I'm a big, big advocate for that. I think, Nowadays, we're just getting the wrong sources of proteins from, you know, inflammatory chicken that have been in, you know, these horrible factory farms. Um, you know, Chick Fil A is a good example. Um, we're getting it from processed beef that's from McDonald's. You know, all sorts of things. Just overall, the beef industry itself and animal production itself is a huge crisis, and we aren't looking into the wisdom of the meat. And so, um, I'm a big proponent of let's get some high protein from quality sources. And when I say high protein, I mean anywhere from point seven grams per pound of body weight to a gram of pound per pound of body weight. So that's not crazy number. You know, if you're 150 pound male aim for 110 to 150 to 160 grams of protein, don't be super strict on it, but that high protein will fuel your DNA. It'll fuel your muscles. Um, Even if you're not working out, it'll fuel your muscles and prevent atrophy, Um, and secondly, as we age, we just increase the demand for protein. So, you know, a lot of us are probably, you know, the people listening to this right now are either in their early twenties, thirties, whatever you guys, we're all aging. We need to focus on the protein as (laughs) we age. So, um, that's critical. And then you start throwing in, you know, the training you mentioned like three to four days a week, that ups it even more. Another reason is it keeps you satiated. It keeps you full. So you don't have as many cravings. Um, protein is one of the most satiating out of all the different macronutrients from fats and carbs. So, getting those in will help you not have cravings as much. It'll make you feel full throughout the day um, and overall build that repair. So high protein's is a big foundation and overall just focusing on organic. I'm huge on organic. I mean, nowadays, man, the, you know, this Ryan, just how heavily sprayed everything is. And it's disgusting to think about glyphosate's a big issue. Um, you know, it's a main compound in roundup, which is just destroying our gut bacteria. It's destroying our entire way of life. It's it's rampant everywhere. Um, you go to golf courses, they're everywhere, they're at parks, you're gonna get exposed to it in this modern era. There's no question. So looking at glyphosate guys, it's a huge issue. Um, atrazine is another one. It actually, it's crazy. Atrazine is a uh it, the way this is another pesticide that causes frogs, it causes male frogs to convert into female frogs when getting exposed to this. So it's very estrogenic, very yeah. it's messing up all sorts of hormones. So It's doing the same for men. It's doing the same for everyone. And so we really have to be weary of these pesticides. So organic is a must. You have to get it as best you can. Um, Look up the clean 15 and the dirty dozen. Those are ones you can follow to save some money. If you want to stick to the clean 15, you don't have to get organic. They're not as sprayed. Um, And then moving along, man, just nutrient dense foods, whole foods as much as you can. You know, it's easy to get the processed foods, go for it, enjoy it. I'm big on the 80, 20 rule. I'm big on, you know, 90, 10, just like, you know, enjoy those moments where you want that slice of pizza. You're not going to die, but, you know, eating that continually over time, you're degrading your beautiful temple. You need to rebuild your cells. You're a cellular human being that deserves to fill up those cells with happiness and gratitude and love from those abundant foods. And so whole foods, right? What does that mean? Well, it means one ingredient foods. So you can look at it that way. Garlic, one ingredient. Blueberries, one ingredient. Grass-fed beef, one ingredient, right? But when you start adding in these things that have all these, you know, random things like monosodium glutamate, you know, there's just random words that seem kind of hard to pronounce. Watch out for those, you know, to steer clear from, from your plate. So, you know, another thing is just the healthy fats. Um, and I'd say that's just a key one, you know, just focus on the omega threes, wild caught cold water fish, you know, eat those two to three times a week. I'm a big fan of sardines. I'm a big fan of wild caught salmon. Um, and those are just wonderful. Um. And I'd say, you know, lastly, it's just don't obsess about starches. Don't obsess about carbs. I think I'm, I'm big on a high fat, high um, protein diet. So for instance, this morning I had four eggs, sunny side up. I preserved the yolk because that helps mm. with the nutrient density. And then I had some greens put on top of that. I chopped up some onion and gave it a little bit of that fiber to feed the good gut bacteria with the prebiotics. Um, and then I just feel full. I feel great. I feel sharp right now. And you know what? I didn't have any carbs. I feel amazing. And so I typically have my carbs towards the end of the day. This is my personal protocol. And a lot of my clients do well in this as well. So, you know, that's what I recommend is don't obsess about carbs too you know, just focus on proteins and healthy fats as your primary plate. And so those are kind of the foundations that came out of my
0: noggin. Dude, that's beautiful, man. And they're so simple too, right? And simple doesn't necessarily mean easy, but they're simple to understand, right? We're not talking about any certain chemical compounds or, you know, how to get more serotonin released in the gut or any of these (laughs) amazing concepts that are a little more out there, right? And by out there, I just mean harder to grasp, right? If you don't have an already, like already have a background of health and fitness and these things. But you know, you said it perfectly with the glyphosate i mean it's 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 a really challenging time because even the things that are or- listed as organic i mean we won't even get into the difference in certifications that some of these companies actually buy their own certification and then just certify themselves but you know let's even say that like there's this biodynamic beautiful farm right well they could have a neighbor that is spraying glyphosate and the wind takes it right over so that's you know that's why it's so challenging to you know not to mention like you said it being everywhere that we go socially our parks you know things like that but that's why it's so hard to get away from glyphosate these days and it's a it's a big challenge because you know not only does it wreck the you know gut lining all this stuff but it's killing the earth right and and i choose mm-hmm. to believe that we as a society can only be as healthy as the planet and when you look at you know of course there've always been chaotic times in history and i'm aware of that but when you look at what's happening right now right over the last let's say 30 years what's been the most like high tension time it's probably right now right at least in my you know observation and so what else is happening well pollution's at you know all time highs I mean, you know, I watched c which was pretty alarming. Um, you know, we know what 5G is doing and and we know that, you know, organizations even such as the, uh, you know, the airports are looking into this, right? And the, and the airlines are looking into 5G and being like, hey, we can't fly in certain areas right now until you figure such and such out. So it's like, you know, all of these things combined, it really makes me see like, yeah, you know, as within, so without, right? So no wonder so many of us, you know, as a society are in chronic disease, in obesity and all these things. And I really think that we're starting to get out of a paradigm that I feel has been here since I would say around the seventies or eighties, which is like, Hey, food is just fuel, right? Like it's, it's, you know, anything it's like 87 gas is the same as 93 is essentially what they're saying. Right. Like just get in, get out. You know, we got drive throughs mm-hmm. food is just this thing you got to do to stay alive, but really why you're here is to work, right. And make money and buy houses and do, you know, all the stuff, which no judgment on any of those things, right? But I feel we are getting into a point now where there's some reprioritization happening. And, you know, I personally feel one of the best things about what's going on in the world right now, although I have certain views, as I imagine you do, about what's going on. You know, what I feel one of the best things is looking at it as an opportunity is that more people than ever are realizing that life is finite, right? Realizing, like I should probably soft talk knowledge, I should probably feel better the time I'm here, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I probably shouldn't wait until I'm 65 to start living, right? Like all of those types of things. And so I feel people are starting to, you know, regardless if it's unconscious or conscious, get a little bit more back to nature. And I think that's one of the best parts of what's going on right now. And one of the things I'm most hopeful on with more organic stuff becoming a thing now, you know, with people demanding it more because, I, I personally believe it comes down to where we put our money, right? Like, you know, we have a lot of power as individuals. And of course, you know, most of the rhetoric and narrative of society doesn't want us to know that, but where we put our money does matter. You know, if we all decided to only buy organic, well, there would be no money to do, you know, conventionally farmed no stuff. No more Monsanto, right? man.
1: Monsanto exactly. and Bayer would die off. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I think there's, there's so many silver linings here, but I really like your approach because yes, you have all the intricacies and complexities that go along with this, right? But you also package them in a really easy and uh, and like really, you know, confined unit that allows people to feel confident in the process of taking on their own health and taking the reins back on their health.
1: Mm, I appreciate that. You know, what comes to mind with everything you mentioned is, you know, the way you treat the the planet is a direct representation of how you treat yourself. And I truly mm. believe that I think you, know, once you get to the point of reaching that pinnacle of health through taking care of your temple, you know, mm-hmm. then you can start giving that to the planet. And that's this the number one thing right there is if we just focus on nature bound things and live with nature, you know, such as the, the food we're consuming, it's from nature. We're not really processing it that much. Um, if we're getting out in nature more and spending more time out there, it will allow us to feel and upregulate those happy hormones. We'll feel more in tune with our highest selves and have more direction in our unique purpose on this planet. I think nature is just truly the biggest teacher we can we can come in contact with, and it's right outside of our door. Like literally, um, just get some sunlight every day. You know, little things that you can take on a daily basis will guide you closer to your truth, and that's truly what's helped me. I mean, I've always been so into nature since a little child, outside in the grass, just exploring things, butterflies, little things like that. I was always curious about. Thank God my parents, you know, really exposed me to that environment <laughs> or a real environment, right? And <laughs> yes. it, it truly just, it, you know, getting our feet dirty. I think we're in such a sanitized time too, where we're like very concerned about germs and viruses and things we all know about that. It's distracting us that those things are actually good because yeah. what it does is once it makes contact with us, we can like have this kind of synergistic relationship where we're kind of like boxing in a way but we're not there to like kill each other we're just there to kind of spar and see who's the winner and so the the winner's created by our immune system having these contacts but that's the thing right there is you know if we really begin to not the, the fear man it just circulates around fear with everything you know that's the foundation of all bad health and poor health is
0: fear Yes, you know, you said it perfectly. You know, people saying, "Well, I don't want this." It's like, "Well, what do you want?" And you know, as a mm. coach, I imagine you've had that moment where, you know, you ask that question like, "All right, you like maybe they lay out a story or whatever. It's like, "Okay, we know what you don't want more of. What do you want?" And they're like silence, right? Cuz they're like, <laughs> "I don't know. I've never really thought about it." And I remember this, right? Like I've gone through this myself where You know, especially when I really started getting into language and realizing how many areas I was still stating things in the negation, right? And all these types of things. And, you know, I think for so many people, that creates a lot of fear, right? Because they're looking at constantly what they don't want. And, you know, I like to think of fear as, you know, you can choose to see it one of two ways. The first one is forget everything and run. The second way is face everything and rise. Mm. And, you know, it's really a choice that we all make. And, you know, one of the things that I noticed is that we have 7.5 billion different realities on the planet, right? So, you know, there's someone who right now is enjoying a situation that someone else is hating. They could be right next to each other, right? And so, really, it's our perspective on it. And there's always going to be wild things that happen in the world, right? The only constant is change. But at the same time, you know, if we allow ourselves to, you know, sit into these things and become the eye of the storm, we're able to actually then be like, okay, now I'm living life, not life living me, right? I'm not having life live me. And I think that's one of the most important things. And I'm curious for you, you know, I know you talk a lot about mindset too, and those types of things. And, you know, obviously, you know, speaking with you and meeting you, I know you've done a lot of training in this. And, you know, I'm curious for you, like, what are some of the things that have allowed you to get the mindset too? Because, you know, a lot of people have it, you know, backwards that I've seen where they're like, okay, I'll do something have something to then be something right so like i'll do this job to get a house to be a homeowner right but it's like a very like office supplies example but the real way is like you be something and then you do things to then have something right like that's kind of how i see Mm -hmm. it and so i'm curious for you you know as someone who coaches this type of stuff as well you know i imagine if someone gets in the gym and they start working out, but they've yet to take on the identity of like a fit person, it's harder for them to actually like tap into their why that's going to allow them to get up at six every day or whatever it is and get there and be excited doing it. So I'm curious what some of your like, you know, favorite mindset tips would be that you've used in your life and maybe with clients as well.
1: Mm, Yeah, yeah. And what's cool about that, the first quote that comes to mind is to know and not do is to never truly know. I mean, you can know so many things, but if you don't apply them, then what's the point? And Everything in our life starts with mindset, everything, you know, and so if we don't start working on our mind, then we're not going to be making decisions for our body, for our spirit. And so going off of that, you know, I love working with clients and helping them decide or not decide, but figure out and establish their core values. And then that Mm, transcends into their purpose statement. And then that connects directly to why am I here in the first place? What is the point of being healthy? Right. Yes. And so core values, you know, going through a whole core value um, system where basically there's like 200 plus words I put on this paper and they get to choose anywhere from five to eight of them. Then they have to minimize minimize those five to eight words to round three. And so those words could be anywhere from like nature to environment to you know movement. It could be like love, it could be trust, it could be so many random words from adjectives to nouns. And they choose those words based upon their unique choice, right? And that establishes kind of the foundation. And then they go from there and, and really dig deep into like, you know, what is the statement that revolves around that? And so they'll say, let's say they chose nature. They say, Bringing peace to mind and security to my life. That just comes to mind for me. And then you come up with like the how you apply that into your life, right? How do you apply that core value? So you could come up with five bullet points that are like, okay, nature, how do I apply more nature in my life? Well, I'm going to prioritize getting 15 to 30 minutes hiking in the morning. I'm going to you know, spend once a week doing a cold plunge with my buddy. I'm actually doing that today,
0: later today. <laughs>
1: so, yeah. You know, just coming up with little ways you can actually apply it. How does it become a p- behavior and action in your life? That's how, that's the most important part. You can have core values circulating in your noggin, but if you aren't applying them as a behavior reaction, what's the point? So we go through that kind of process and then, you know, going into the purpose statement, right? I I have a very simple purpose statement and it changes, right? It's fluid. And so to guide and support people to live a happy, healthy, free spirit and a goofy life, right? Yes. I just love that because it's <laughs> like I'm, I've grown up just being very goofy, sarcastic and all these things. And I think that's a part of my soul. And sometimes I've hesitated on that and I pushed it away from me. But I realized that makes me feel horrible about myself because I love being that way. I love joking around a lot, you know, messing with people, cracking jokes and pulling pranks that are not, you know, harmless pranks, right? And just doing all that stuff brings joy to people's lives. They laugh. And I I just think that's a foundation of who I am. And so that's in my purpose statement right there and all those other pieces, right? So come up with a short purpose statement, live by it every day, wake up every day, directing that towards some of your main goals towards health. And so, once we establish that mindset, you can start working towards the the physical, you can start working towards even deeper with the spiritual because mindset is kind of spiritual, but in a way, it's it's kind of like removing the mindset is where you become spiritual in a way is how yes. I look at it, right? <laughs> so, you know, we all know meditation is so important. We hear that all the time. You know, I love to wake up in the morning and just, you know, just sit, lay in my bed for five to 10 minutes, breathing, getting back into a conscious breath, um, whether it's four seven you know four seconds in seven seconds hold eight seconds out just kind of going through that rhythm maybe box breathing something to kind of be tying that consciousness to that breath and that's a good way for me to get more into the mindset with the spirituality and so man that's kind of a sum up of what i do with a lot of my clients
0: hello everybody i hope you're all enjoying the show i wanted to stop by and fill you in on our brand new completely free to join facebook community called the Highly Optimized Ceremony Circle. Now, I imagine many of you are aware of the newest creation within Highly Optimized, which is the Connect with Cannabis 10-week coaching certification program. Alex and I have been having so much fun empowering coaches with the skill set of coaching with cannabis and helping them up-level their coaching practice that we wanted to create a place where anyone could join to ask questions, receive free information on how to work with cannabis and the way we teach in the program, and be able to gain clarity around how to get the best results with their clients in order to become financially independent in their coaching practice. To join, hop over to the link in our Instagram bio and send us a request. It is our intention to assist as many coaches, facilitators, and healers as possible in the important work they are doing in the world. And if you were looking to join a community of like-minded individuals just like you who are passionate about helping their clients achieve the highest quality of life possible, the Highly Optimized Ceremony Circle is for you. I am looking forward to speaking with all of you in the group, and as always, enjoy the show. You know, I go through uh, core values too with my clients, and it's so powerful, man. Like, you know, I'm constantly reevaluating mine as well. And, you know, something my coach always says is, you know, I know you coach men too, and as do I. And, you know, one of the things he says for men is, you know, trust maybe the house and yet integrity is the bricks to build the house right and so like you know that was again why one of my core values became integrity because i was like all right that one definitely lands and you know what those really act as for me is anchors right so like you know if i'm out right and maybe i'm allowing myself to go out and party or do whatever right and someone's like, Hey, do you want to go to this after party? And I'm like, well, I know what time I have to be up tomorrow. I know what I have on the calendar integrity. I do what I say I'm going to do. Okay. Yes or no. I'll be able to make that decision. Not. And and then also not be like, Oh, you know, have FOMO or anything like that. Because I know like, no, I chose the, the correct decision for me. Right. Cause again, right. And wrong is a duality we create for ourselves. And you know, it's not inherently bad. It's just, you know, how are you using it? And so Yeah, I think core values are so big and, you know, I love what you said about kind of like, you know, I see mindset bridging the gap between like not being spiritual and spiritual, but at a certain point, the mindset actually like the spirituality becomes the mindset, right? Because then like every part of your quote unquote mindset is just roped into spirituality. So, you know, for instance, again, you know, if, if it's the same scenario where someone's inviting you out after, you know, after a certain time. And, you know, you're spiritual. You're like, Hey, you know, I want to make sure that I can show up as my full self tomorrow. Right. So it's not Mm -hmm. necessarily having to be integrity or core value. It's just like, I want to do what my heart's calling for. My heart's calling for the thing I put on the calendar that I want to show up for tomorrow. And so I can see how mindset kind of bridges the gap. Right. And You know what? I feel one good thing mindset, you know, it's done a lot of good things for me, but one of the best things is being able to create healthy structure because I feel for so many men because the masculine is structure, it's rigidity, right? And You know that's again not a bad or good thing but i feel at least for my case and i many men i've worked with we we go from like lack of structure to way over structured like i'm gonna train six days a week oh i wake up my arm's killing me still gonna work out because that's what's on the calendar right there's almost no intuition it's almost like the atheist form of living life right where you're just a calculator and you're just like this is what's there i'm doing it and so one of the things i think that it's helped me so much with is creating like healthy structure around my life and being able to be like okay you know, like I want to get these things done this week. If there's a certain point in which I feel like depleted, I'm not going to push, especially like a podcast or something like that, because I just know that it's not gonna Like the next week's still going to be just as busy. Right. So I'm not going to have a chance to like really recuperate from it. So yeah, it's, it's been a big teacher in my life. And, you know, I think it's one of the most fun aspects of self-development because it all starts coming together. Right. Like, you know, for anyone listening who might, you know, be like looking to get into this stuff and they're like, Oh, mindset, fitness, health, like it kind of all happens at the same time, right? Like you're going to start like eating healthier and then you're going to naturally want to move more, right? It's not going to feel like a job, at least in my case this is how it went. And then when you start moving more, you know, then you're like, well, what else can I do? Start strength training. I'm like, oh, I'm looking better. This is cool. I feel better about myself. Okay, well, what would someone who feels better about themselves watch for TV, right? What would they do for, you know, what time would they get up? You know, what hobbies would they start? You know, like it all kind of starts blending together. And I think that's one of the most like, Fun things when I really look back at it is that before I got into all this stuff, I saw it as like these ten different roots, and I'm like, oh my god, you know, stress, case, analysis, paralysis. But really, like, you know, when I got into one, my intuition led me to the other, led me to the other, and it's an ever-expanding onion, you know, of just many different <laughs> layers. And uh, you know, I'm curious for you, like, you know, when you got into you know health, wellness, all of this stuff, you know, what mm-hmm. other things did you start getting into besides mindset? At the same time, like you know, for me, it's like Tai Chi, of course, breath work, ice baths, things like that. But I'm curious for you, like, you know, what are some of the things you've gotten into on your journey into health and wellness?
1: Yeah, man. I mean, I I kind of talked a little bit about how I got into fitness and put some muscle on my body. That was my biggest inspiration into everything in life. I got to say, you know, I began listening to like Ben Greenfield uh, during my senior year of high school and like a bunch of these big names. Paul Check later came along and all these um, phenomenal leaders in the industry of human health and performance. And, you know, as I started daily basis, literally podcasts, like hours of podcasts daily, it was Mm. programming my subconscious mind with those words of like, literally imagine that's what podcasts are. I mean, over time, when you start listening to a certain person or a certain theme, it begins to integrate into your essence, into your being to where those words become your own. And it's yes. so interesting. So now I'm speaking words that I'm like, what the hell? I don't I don't even know I ever said that before, but it's being channeled from Paul Check. It's being channeled from Aubrey Marcus, all these big names we know about. Um, and I think that inspiration to start lifting weights. And, you know, I was always into athletics, but I never was really into like, you know, training my muscles and getting that mind muscle connection. Once I established that mind muscle connection with all these different intricate layers in my body going back to the onion, right? I started digging deeper into this and I was like, wow, this is fascinating. What I could do here, started experimenting with some supplements. A lot of the supplements out there though, where I had no idea what I was taking, you know,
0: there was a lot of trial and error there. animal pack. Like, do you ever take right? animal pack? No. What is this guy? Let's go into that <laughs> real quick. Bro. It's like, it's like this multivitamin type thing. It's not, it's not listed as that, but it's like a bodybuilder type thing. And it's literally oh, every day. It's a big canister and they have individual packs and it's like 12 fucking pills in there, dude, that you got it <laughs> down. And dude. Your are they colorful films so too yeah it like dude, those- it's, it's it's ridiculous dude i remember like <laughs> taking myself as seriously as thinking i needed that i was like i'm doing p 90 x like yeah
1: you know i mean dude, like i mean it's but- the marketing for all the kids right yes, it's like dude. it got me it sucked the end and yeah um you know it, it's it's c4 is a big one that pre-workout that makes you feel like you have the worst anxiety in the world when you're working yes. out. <laughs> Why am coach. I so itchy? <laughs>
0: I can't
1: I can't talk to anyone. I gotta yeah. zoom in. <laughs> it's like a, it's crazy, man, thinking about that. But yeah, I went to the YMCA, got a, a you know, a membership there and a bunch of you know old people working there. And I just didn't even know what I was doing. I started just bench pressing, bought some programs, um, you know, doing all the random compound lifts and just trying out things. And you know, when you're first beginning weightlifting, if you guys are out there, like it is extremely um what's the word? It makes you extremely self-conscious. It does. Like when you yeah. walk in there, you're just like, dude, I, I think everyone's looking at me. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm, I'm small. Like all these things go through your head that are negative, right? And I had all that negative self-talk and eventually I had to start combating it. And I started to have to evolve over it and look down upon it and say, that's not real. That's not me. I don't define myself by these things that I'm telling myself. And so over time, started getting more muscle and just starting more in tune with my body confidence boosted and then layers other layers of life started improving you know other dimensions of wellness from my spiritual wellness starting getting more integrated my environmental wellness my occupational i started getting more direction what i wanted to do through fitness through health Um, it's like all these things started blowing up just from fitness from weightlifting right and resistance training and you know as that started getting a little dried up because you know when you do something for so long it's it monotonous and so that's when i started tapping into some other kind of things like a little bit more calisthenics based and trying out just more functional movement functional patterns and it was just it's awesome man how that has truly been the biggest mindset booster right there is like going through the discomfort of the tearing up the muscles the you know the this pushing myself it becomes a passion and something that
0: builds fortitude in other layers of life Yeah, dude. And it creates so much euphoria, dude. Like Mm. I literally feel like, you know, not literally, but it's like, when I think about it, it's like, I almost feel guilty. Like, because people will be like, Oh, (laughs) like, you know, I'll wake up on a Saturday and, you know, friends might hit me up. Hey, you want to go to breakfast? I'm like, Oh, I'm working out. They're like, darn, you know, I know you're stuck to your schedule, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you know how high I'm getting right now. Like, like, (laughs) don't feel bad for me. Trust me. Like, like if you think I'm missing out, like, dude, I, I love exercise, especially weightlifting. Like I always have. And, I got into it when i was like 14 and i was into it for like a couple years and then i fell out when i got like into like sophomore year and you know started like being like oh i want to interact with cannabis i want to drink a little bit try these all you know these things out and then i got back into it when i was like just about to turn 20 it was like right after i was 19 after i um went to the bathroom one day and pissed blood and that was like my mortality Uh, crisis right and Yeah. yeah yeah and you know that really kicked me into gear, right? Because luckily I had anxiety. And so when that happened, my brain just went, how many things can you do like start doing to never make this happen again? Because this you never want to experience again. And so my anxiety actually like fed me like the ability to really get into a lot of stuff at once, like, you know, trying to figure out how to eat healthy exercise. I did P90X for like eight years, dude. (laughs) And you want to talk about like, you know first of all great program i got nothing but good things to say about tony horton but i had no experience before that so you know i was getting injured i was work i mean it's an intense program right you're doing it 6 days a week and and again like it's it's outdated it was made in 2003 so i did that for so long that you know it kind of like you were saying got monotonous and uh then of uh, you know about 4 years ago i started getting more into like just like what i love now which is like deadlifting squatting you know benching with kettlebells you know like free weight type oh, yeah. style and uh and then also animal flow and things like that and you know and and mountain biking like it's just you know those are the things like that i'm really excited about and you know steel mace is something i've been like toying with for a little while but not putting in like the 100 percent effort to get into it but um i think that's so freaking cool too i love how people are blending these things now because for me i feel the best like cardio like i do muay thai too and cardio is great but there's something about weightlifting where you just feel like so much. I mean, of course, you're getting stronger, but you feel so much stronger after in every aspect of your being. Like if I have and a if challenge, If you've got
1: arms and legs, you can do it. Like there's really yes. no excuse. Like yeah. everyone should be able to tap into that, right?
0: Absolutely. And uh, I've even seen some people without legs who have jacked arms. You know, it's like it's <laughs> it's literally like for anyone listening. I imagine most of you guys are doing some sort of exercise, but but for anyone who hasn't experienced like the high that comes, like if you think like people are just addicted to going to the gym because they like punishing themselves, there's a huge high that like, for me, it took a few months of like sticking to like a, uh, you know, at, the, at that point, six day schedule. But after a few months, it was like I didn't have to get up out of bed and be like, "Oh, I gotta go work out." It was just like I was excited to get out of bed because I was like, "All right, I might be tired, but I, th- I know how good I'm going to feel after this." And so, yeah, there is that introductory period, but you know, you feel so good after you work out, and once and you that get that goes high, back to,
1: yeah, that high from it, it all connects the the mind, the body; they're all one. We all know this, guys. I mean, when people try to say there's they're different things, it's just ridiculous because it's like they're synchronized. You know, they're just. It's like the mind gut connection, you know it's like there's a two way highway that goes in and out of the mind and the gut, and um they're just so critical to acknowledge and the more you acknowledge that it's like the more power empowered you feel you know the more empowered you feel going through your daily life is that I have total freaking control of how I feel right now mm. um and it could be through the mindset work it could be through let's nourish my body, let's get some movement in right. <laughs> Um, it's really cool. I mean, we're not trees guys. We're not pinned to one spot. We have the ability to walk around. I mean, yes.
0: that's, that's yeah, really man, <laughs> you know, that's so true. And you know, it's funny, man, because, you know, when I really think about fitness it's changed a lot over the years. But at the same time, you know, I heard my buddy Chase say something. Uh, do you know Chase Tolson by chance? Dude, so we... crazy.
1: Yeah, recently I connected with him. Yeah.
0: Yeah. One of my good buddies and uh, he's a unit, you know, obviously huge into fitness. And, you know, he made a post one day that was kind of how I was feeling a lot. Right. Because, you know, there's so much fitness out there. But what he said was, you know, they pretty much hit fitness right on the head in the nineties with weightlifting, but they just did it in like machines and ways that weren't exactly the most functional, but like the movements themselves, like, squatting, deadlifting, pushing, pulling, you know, twisting these types of different, you know, patterns and, and, and muscles, you know, he said that like, they pretty much got it right then. And it really allowed me to realize like, yeah, that's why I enjoy like a more simplistic training. Because again, you know, when you're really into exercise too, as I imagine, I know you are, you know, you, you don't want to do things that are so crazy that like risk injury. Cause then like, well, fuck, I'm going to miss my high for three days. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm yeah. curious for you, like, you know, what is your, what is your training styles look like these days? Like, are you like, how often are you mobilizing? You know, what are you doing for, you know, strength? Yeah, we went into a little bit already, but I'm curious, like what a, what a typical day in, you know, uh, Christian's fitness looks like. Yeah, man, you know, It's funny.
1: Cause I don't have a strict program right now. I've gone through so many phases in life. I am so intuitive with it now, Ryan, like I literally will be like, okay, today I'm working out. I'm feeling real, I'm, I'm intuitive with my body and feeling rested. I feel like I'm not sore in areas, got some good sleep. I'm ready to hit it. So today, for instance, I'll hit legs. Cause I just feel great. You know, I took, um, a couple days off. I did like a back day the other day. And it's, it's really that intuitive approach. That I think everyone needs to embody. I mean, having a program to start, if you're just getting tapped into the fitness is a great way to go about it. But if let's say you're doing a three day split, like we kind of prefaced in the beginning and you're feeling Really tired and worn down after that Monday workout, and you're trying to hit it Wednesday. It might be best just to take another active recovery day. It might be best just to foam roll and hit those spots or go on a walk outside, get some sunshine, breathe, you know, focus on the um working in approach. If you guys go to Paul Check's book, um how to eat, move, and be healthy, is big on working in. And so, you know, this is doing qigong, this is doing things that will build that life source energy without expelling energy like working out like exercising right and so it could be nutrition based it could be sleep it could be all those things adequate hydration so you know just go go about how you really feel put that that mindset into the body meditate on that for a second is it really needed right now do i need to push my body because the worst thing you want to do is shoot out your adrenals and burn those babies out because once you get that (laughs) you know we're already in a stress state nowadays don't put added stressors on there with you know new activity endeavors so Highly recommend you guys just really tap into that intuitive approach. It's hard to do at first, but over time, you'll get really experienced with it. And so nowadays, going back to your question... I'm typically working out around three days a week, you know, real heavy and hard, real heavy compound movements. Been getting into kettlebells a lot more lately. Very excited the about best, that. Bro. <laughs>
0: best,
1: dude. They're so fun. So, and you
0: just feel like such a badass whipping kettlebells around. Like, right, dude, awesome. just that, that <laughs> momentum
1: and everything. It's just so natural. The rhythms from it. Um, I got two 70 pound kettlebells downstairs in my home gym right now. And um, Hell yeah, we got a 20 uh, pounders, 30 pounders, just a whole bunch of different ones. And uh, yeah, those are a lot of fun. And I don't have a structured approach right now, but what I try to do is hit major muscle groups, you know, three times a week. So legs, you know, hamstrings, Nordic curls, those kind of things that I'm going to start getting into again. Um, you know, and then we'll do press movements. So like one workout will be primarily dedicated to pressing. It could be working the shoulders, the chest, the triceps, right. Getting a little bit of leg stimulation in there. And then you'll have a back day. Like I had a couple of days ago, I mentioned. So I primarily focused on, you know, single arm rows. I did some pull-ups, um, uh, you know, I ended up throwing core in there, so hanging leg raises. So some things, you know, very spontaneous, and that's the way to go about it. I think if, you know, you want to put a muscle, have structure, 100. You know, track how many sets you're doing, focus on major compound lifts, get stronger, and focus on progressive overload. So over time, progressively adding weight, progressively getting stronger. Really gauge that, you know, because there's a science to muscle building. It's not like you just start whimsically bench pressing and you're like, I'm gonna get 225 before I know it. It's like, no, you gotta. <laughs> You got to put some, you know, mental work to it and really calculate a little bit and and use that, you know, especially if you're a manlessness, use that, you know, that male masculine energy by getting structured with it. Um, And then have that spontaneity, like the, the feminine energy tie into yourself. Like what I was mentioning about intuitive nature of things. So that's kind of how it's going nowadays. It's usually three days a week on off days. Yes. Foam rolling all the way. Um, you know, my quads, especially if we're oh, sitting a lot, too, getting that hydration there is amazing. <laughs> yeah. It's a love, hate relationship for sure. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> brutal. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you know, I, um, I used to work at an awesome biohacking center where they had red light therapy, infrared sauna, mm. um, cryotherapy, hyperbaric oxygen, those things. So really I utilize those type of recovery tactics as much as possible. Highly recommend the sauna, you know, tapping into the cold therapy will help immensely with recovery. So you know, on those off days, prioritizing the cold showers, the breath work, adequate sleep every night, non-negotiable on that. Um, but, you know, there's nights we don't have good sleep because there's things running through our, are circulating through our head and we just got to work with it. Right. But that's kind of a foundational way I go about it, Ryan.
0: No, that's amazing, man. You know, it, it sounds very similar. Do you know Kellen Mylad by uh, by chance? Oh, no, I don't he's think on, so. He's on YouTube. He's uh he's like a nat uh, Nat movement, uh natural movement, and also like strength and a bunch of other stuff type guy. I was connected to him through um uh someone that goes to ice and iron, Eddie's whole meetup out here in Boston. And um, yeah, and I started talking to him, and you know, he's got a really cool uh program that he just built and everything, but he, he kind of separates them into like, you know, green light days, which are like, let's fucking go yellow light days where it's like, all right, maybe body weight, right? Like some body weight lunges, ups, pull-ups, things like that. And then a red light day, which is like, okay, like that's like foam rolling, stretching yin yoga type stuff. Right. And, and that's kind of how I break mine apart. I see a trainer, um, a few times a week because for me, what I found was that I love exercise. But I like just showing up and being like, okay, cool. Like he's like, how you feeling? I'm like, good or this, whatever. We'll change things, and then he'll guide me through things, keep track of everything for me, and all I have to focus on is like, all right, what are my, you know, what are my meals? How many calories am I hitting, et cetera? What's the quality, yada yada, with regards to wanting to put on muscle and hit some mm-hmm. goals, and that's freed me a lot from you know having to fit. Because on on Saturdays, right, I do my own my own workout, and that one I go specifically on intuition usually especially lately with you know uh me being very busy in other areas of my life i typically do you know just some really deep you know uh parallel push-ups you know some sidearm twist things uh you know some uh wood choppers you know some pull-ups transfers
1: plane movements man i love yeah it. yeah, know, yeah. eccentric stuff.
0: pull-ups have been one of my favorite things too to really focus on getting my form perfect on those and then uh have you messed with stick mobility before
1: Mm, Tell me more about this,
0: dude. Oh my God. These are my favorite tools. I think of all time, uh, they, they really hacked something for me because if you're like me, you know, we take these mobility days, but we're still like, I wish I could feel a little bit like I worked out, right? Like if there's a way to hack the system where I kind of got to feel it, but it definitely wasn't impacting my nervous system on like a high level Mm -hmm. stick mobility are these gigantic orange sticks. And, uh, my buddy, Joe, who's a really good trainer started seeing him with diaphragm issues and things like that. And, uh, and I was like, Hey, I saw the sticks and I was like, Oh, you like those? And like very nonchalantly, he was like, I think everything should be based on them. And I was like, interesting. Cause I knew he was in an animal flow and that move and everything. So I started getting into them and they're amazing because what they're doing is they're stretching, they're mobilizing your joints and they're activating all at the same time. So you know, what I've learned about muscles is that a lot of the reasons stretching doesn't work is because you're stretching the pulleys out, but then you're not really showing them. They're not really reprogramming them to stay at a new place in space and time. So they just kind of go back to what they're used to. But if you're activating at the same time, you're stretching your muscles are like, oh, this is where I'm supposed to be. And they're so fun. You know, like they're you can get into crazy twists and I recommend them do. They're awesome. They bend. They're so much fun. They, uh-huh. they get a ton of attention wherever you go. Cause it's just like, who's the dude with the seven foot tall orange sticks. And why does he have those? <laughs> right. But, you know, I'm curious for you, there's something I want to check in on. And I don't know, you know, how much you've explored this, but I'm curious about it, which is like, you know, for a lot of men, I feel a lot of men are lacking testosterone because they masturbate too often. Right. And this is like a topic that's, you know, you definitely hear about from Troy Casey and things like that. And in my experience, like, you know, like holding in that testosterone for lack of a better term has helped me a lot. And just like feeling like I can go through a brick wall, a lot of days, I'm curious if you know anything about this or if like you've explored these things yourself and, you know, kind of what your findings have been so far.
1: Oh, I love this. So semen retention, right? Yeah. Um, you know, there is, uh, actual, some evidence on it and there's things that say there is an evidence, but I like to based off a personal standpoint. And so it's something a trial and error test, right? Yes, 100%. So I've noticed a big difference when I do retain in ejaculation. I think it helps pull in that energy. Because if you think about it, guys, this is on a basic level of understanding. Semen connects with an egg, creates life source energy. Those two combine. Without the semen, there is no life source energy. Without them connecting, right? So if you can hold that life source energy in, you know, just, just thinking on a kind of a theoretical standpoint, or kind of a metaphysical standpoint, it makes sense. It does. And I've noticed it myself, you know, like for instance, I haven't had, like, I haven't ejaculated in a little bit with my girlfriend for instance, yeah. for a little bit. And I have noticed a difference. Like it doesn't mean you don't have to have sex. That's not what I'm saying. It just means you have to be able to control that prana, whatever you want to call it. And so, yeah, definitely going off that, man, I you know, for instance, I'm going to get a blood work test with inside tracker on Monday. And so it's really cool. Inside tracker, you guys look it up. It's awesome. Um, I recently partnered with them to be able to supply it for clients because it it, it kind of pops the hood of the car. You can see what's going on inside. And there's over 43 biomarkers you get tested um in the, the specific ultimate package. I got testosterone, free testosterone, ferritin, vitamin D3, magnesium, everything you can imagine they're found foundational to a good life, fundamental. And so excited to get that tested i'm also a little kind of like like oh what's really going on inside you know yeah, i feel dude. good i feel energized spirit. my skin's looking good I'll, yeah it is kind of a spirit slight fear response so it also tests cortisol so hopefully my cortisol doesn't go up when the blood yeah. <laughs> it was the test i swear <laughs> i swear you know, like the white coat the, what is it like uh white coat syndrome or something they they call uh, it whenever you see yes. a doctor walk in you get that stress blood pressure cuff goes up yeah um, But yeah, so going off of that, I I basically mentioned that because I'm curious to see, you know, just going for the next three days until I get it done, if my testosterone will be higher, just retaining that in, you know, Mm. because I have gone through so many times in our lives and I'm sure all of us have been there as guys, but we are indulging too much in the, the nasty pornography and we're indulging too much in, you know, overall just letting go and just kind of just getting that quick feeling and then you feel guilty and you're like, why did I do that? and yeah. that, that was my earlier years it just it seemed like it was just a horrible addiction and what it does to the brain there's a lot of studies coming out for what that's doing to programming um, and kind of making you look at women as dolls or just like whatever you want to call it they aren't really human beings with a spiritual essence to it you know we yeah. start getting that indoctrinated in our head from watching that tor- sort of shit so yeah if you guys are in that kind of you know trench right now you know just really reflect on it. Cause it's, it's doing some damage to the brain for sure. And I think going off of the you know, constant ejaculation that can have some issues as well.
0: Yeah, man, you know, I found that to be true, especially in my life too, where, you know, you know, of course I'm not going to say, cause it's not my place to judge anyone or anything, you know, that it's good or bad or anything, but you know, I can use my own experience and it sounds like you had a similar thing where I'm like, I feel so much happier and more full of energy when I do the retention. And for me, I don't really worry about, you know, this is my personal way of doing it. Like, I just make sure that the only time I do ejaculate is with my partner, right? And and that way, I, you know, I'm doing it most of the time. I'm also not setting myself too strict for structure, right? I might go through times where I'm like, okay, let me try it for 30 days. And it's intentional, but there's a stop point to it, right? And I actually talked to Paul about this too. I mentioned to him, we were hitting a bag and I'm like, I'm like, Hey man, what do you think is the deal with, you know, all these people that are like hardcore, like I'm never ejaculating. He's like, they're taking themselves way too seriously. He's like, what do you think the body was meant to do? It's meant to ejaculate at a certain point, you know? <laughs> and I was like, that's exactly the answer I thought. Cause it, you know, again, my brain, when I start doing something, is like all gas, no brakes. Let's never do it again. It's like, relax.
1: Yeah. We've all been there. I think restrictive eating, restrictive, you know, I can't, you know, semen retention, whatever it may be. Um, I think that can really cause some some wrong understandings of the world and what really is possible for your life. Because when you have a free flowing nature in life, it can really open up new gates to meeting new people, right, making the right connections. But if you're restricted, like I have to stay home or I have to do these things, like it, it just it, you know why have boundaries in life? Why create boundaries for your own life? You know, or have someone else create it for you, even for that matter? You know, <laughs> like, yeah. Go in another discussion,
0: but yeah, man. It's, it's so powerful, dude, because you're, you're right. You know, as someone who was definitely overstructured for, for much of my life and, you know, luckily, I don't know how fitness still stayed fun with how much restriction I put on it, but luckily it did. But I can think of a lot of other things that, you know, I was super strict on, uh, especially podcasts when I first started, like you were saying, like, I used to listen to like six hours worth a day and it was great. Right. But then it became like more of like, if you're not, then you're this, right? Like if you're not listening to podcasts, then you're this. And I think that's the thing that i watch out for now most in my life and my clients lives too with regards to structure it's not a bad thing it's just how you're balancing it
1: yeah it's interesting Yeah, sometimes i'm just like i have to listen to podcasts to get the knowledge of understand versus the music when really my my soul's like i want to just listen to music and meditate in the car ride, yeah. You know? like, like, Dude. own it like just be like shit this is what my spirit 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 to mind connection going back to it guys there we go yes. like it's so apparent in our day-to-day lives we just have to be aware of it and um, that that's helped me tremendously mindfulness, man. Just being mindful of every little action, every little thought that comes up, you know, not hyper focusing on it, but just acknowledging it and then letting it pass kind of like the analogy, you know, you're staring at a, uh, the highway and you just see, Oh, a red car's passing. Okay. It's gone. Oh, a truck's passing. Okay. It's gone. That's the same idea with our thoughts. Just acknowledge them, look at them, understand them, let them go. Um, it's, it's, it's easier said than done. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not a guru here. I'm struggling yes. with this shit all the time. Guys. <laughs> same. Okay. man yeah
0: yeah dude well bro this has been the absolute fucking best dude this has been one of my favorite conversations i've had in, in a long time and you know we were in such a good flow for this and i want to make sure that i give you an ample opportunity to drop and plug where people can find you uh where they can find out more about your program your other services you offer um you know all that jazz so drop where people can find you where they can connect with you and uh work with you awesome i love it
1: had a ton of fun, Ryan. Thanks again. So oh, you yeah. guys can find me on Instagram at CVC Wellness. So it's like Christian Bandcamp Wellness, CVC Wellness. Um, and then online, you can just look up CVCWellness.com. And I have a lot of cool stuff on there. I got a lot of discounts for all my favorite gadgets, all the supplements I take on the daily. Um, you can do CVCWellness.com slash deals. You can look into my coaching. That's also on there, CVCWellness.com slash coaching. Just go, go in depth. There's blogs on there. I got a lot of fun stuff. So that's where you'll primarily find all the goodies.
0: Hell yeah, man. I love that. And you know, my last question for you, Christian is this, if someone listening could only make one change to highly optimize their life, what would Christian van camp suggest that change be?
1: I think that change would be getting your sleep, right? That's the first thing that's just pulled in through my, my thought processes is like, literally once you can really define a circadian clock that works well with you uniquely. You know, some people like to stay up a little bit later. Some people like to, you know, wake up later, whatever it may be, find your flow with your sleep and whether it's through natural supplements, you know, get off all this synthetic stuff that's helping you knock out, you know, even melatonin is kind of a crutch. So focus on things that can help elicit that, you know, sometimes it can be an indica strain. Sometimes it can be, um, some kava, it can be magnesium's great, right? Just if you're having trouble sleeping, address it through natural modalities, address it through the root cause, which could be too much caffeine later in the day. You could just find it out, right? Sleep is a foundation for how we feel during the day and the other, you know, 18 hours of the day, right? Whatever it may be, 16, 18, how much you're sleeping, but get, you know, a good seven to nine hours. It's not just amount; about the uh, amount, it's about the quality too. So, Really just if you guys can make that a foundation, I'm telling you, you're just gonna feel amazing. Everyone knows this, okay? Like we're all tired <laughs> here. But you know, it really plays a major role in our whole way of life. So I'd say that's the first thing that comes to mind is enter that realm of the REM sleep, the deep sleep, and have a good time.
0: I honestly agree wholeheartedly with that. And you know, my combination right now that I love is Bioptimizer's Magnesium with, oh, yes. with Rumi from uh, Ria, a.k.a. Symbiotica. That mm-hmm. combination, dude, have you ever tried the Rumi before? I
1: haven't, dude. Someone's told dude. me about that recently. I'm, I'm hype on it.
0: It is unreal. It tastes so good. Like <sighs> if, if I had a last meal, it would be like just like a, a drink of Rumi, like a full glass of Rumi. It's amazing. It's like cacao and marshmallow and just like, oh, my God, it's ridiculous. <laughs> So, yeah, I agree with that wholeheartedly. (laughs) All right, guys. I am sure it is easy to see why having Christian on the show was a no-brainer. His ability to speak in-depth on the subjects of health, wellness, and self-development in a way that not only empowers for deeper awareness, but also more fun to be had as we each embark upon this journey in our own lives. Christian is dedicated and devoted to assisting his clients take back the reins on their health through simple yet effective diet and exercise methods. And for anyone listening who is interested in up-leveling their relationship with food and movement, Be sure to reach out to him to begin empowering yourself today. Christian is constantly putting out amazing content on his channels to allow anyone anywhere in the world to begin making lasting changes in their lives through these methods. So make sure you give him a follow on IG and subscribe to him on YouTube to stay up to date on all the amazing information and offers he is putting out. Christian, thank you so much for doing your part to leave the garden of earth greener than when you found it for being of service to those looking to heighten their experience of life and for sharing your time and wisdom with the listeners and me on the show today. And until next time, my brother journey well, be well, much love over to you. Namaste. What is up, everybody? I hope you are all enjoying the show. And I wanted to stop by real quick and share a little bit about our latest podcast sponsor, Freedom Builders. Now, Freedom Builders are a team of graphic designers, website creators, videographers, social media marketing experts, and coaches that build out your custom online business from A to Z. This is a done-for-you service, which means they do the work for you, while you get to put your focus back on what you love most, which is coaching your clients and bringing in sales. Now as a former online fitness coach, Mike knows where your struggle points are and exactly how to help you overcome them. This is why he created Freedom Builders, so that you can scale your business while protecting your time and your energy. Now you guys know that delegation is a business superpower and you can activate this superpower today by scheduling a complimentary call with Mike at freedom builders with a Z on the end.com so you can start building the freedom that allows you to take your business to the next level. Alex and I recently connected with freedom builders for our connect with cannabis build out, and we could not have been happier with the results with Mike and his team. They were able to go through an outline and create a personalized program for our experience, develop our brand identity, build and design a custom branded webpage, professionally edit our program video content, custom design all of our slide presentations, automate our email marketing sequences, create a seamless payment system for our offer, design unique infographics for our social media content, and guide us through our proven launch blueprint to generate organic leads through our social media. So, if you're a coach, facilitator, or healer listening to this ad right now and you are looking to put freedom back into your life, once again, go to freedombuilders with a Z on the end, .com, and book your complimentary call today. I hope you all enjoy the rest of the show, and I'm wishing you the best day ever.